Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Wow, do we have a lot of material for you today. I've been up since 4 o'clock working on this thing. I've actually worked on it all week, and uh, I'm, Susie's on the line. Say good morning, Susie. You there? Yep, I'm here. Good morning, everyone. For those of you who don't know this, uh, Susie and I live in different cities, but we still work together. Anyway, uh, I'm just... Uh, overwhelmed by the amount of material that is going on in sextortion and we're probably going to do another uh, session on it next week because we will not be able to get all of this in. Uh, This show, by the way, is brought to you by Million Kids. Now, I laugh about that because when I say it, people seem to think I'm saying me and kids. I'm not. I'm saying Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, kids, K-I-D-S dot org. And so we would ask you to follow us at the Million Kids on Facebook and go to our website at millionkids.org. We call it Million Kids because over a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. Our organization combats uh, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, sextortion, which we're going to cover in depth today, and child pornography, any kind of exploitation. And we really specialize in technology and social media and how that is affecting especially our young people and our young people around the world. So follow us at Facebook and Million Kids. But this show is called Exploited crimes against humanity and we have a separate website just for that called exploited e-x-p-l-o-i-t exploitedcrimes.com Susie Carpenter who is with us today is our media and marketing director for me and kids and she manages all those websites the reason I'm taking the time to share all that with you is number one we want you to follow us on Facebook and we want you to post on Facebook. Let us know who you are, if you heard the show, if you learned about it, or if you have something you want to share. But this is not meant to be a monologue. This is meant to be a dialogue. Now, we don't have a lot of call-ins because this show, although it's doing very, very well, in fact, we're told that it's the number one show now on Variety Channel, uh, this show is doing very well, but many of the people who listen to our show listen to it through the archive version because the show goes out to 170 countries and so if you want to call in if you're in the United States you would call this number got your pen ready it's 866-472-5788 that's 866-472-5788 and while I am at it you can archive this show on your own website, especially if you're a church or a synagogue or a ward, or if you run a nonprofit around the world, various organizations archive our show on their website. There is no charge for it. Just email me at opal at millionkids.org, uh, opal at millionkids.org, and tell us you want to archive it, and we'll set up an embed code for you. That way you can train all your members on human trafficking for free, and they can archive all of our uh, and reach all of our last shows 
if you want to get free training, this is the best way in the world to get free training. You can just simply go to exploitedcrimes.com, go into uh, which section is it, Susie? You did it. You tell me. Uh, there's a listen tab at the bo- uh, up at the top. Ah, listen tab, okay. And you will see all the various episodes, and you can pick on them and pick out the ones you want. So that's enough about all of that. We've taken way too much time on this. I want to talk about sextortion. Sextortion is a unique phenomena that is just literally taking the world by storm. And by world, I mean this is not a U.S. problem. Uh, There are several new reports that have come out. One of them I'm going to be talking about is the Brookings Institute. And uh, this next week, they'll actually have their webinar online. I wish I could have gone to, uh, to Las Vegas this week and heard their presentation. That's Brookings Institute, B-R-O-O-K-I-N-G-S. They are a famous institute for research. And they have just come out with a new research study on sextortion. There's also some other ones that are out talking about how big a problem this is in Asia. Uh, and think about it, you know, there are twice as many people on the computer in Asia than there is in the United States. So this is a global phenomenon. So where did the word sextortion come from? Well, it's kind of a combination of the words sex and extortion. And basically, it's blackmail by... In essence, a naked photo. It can be other things. But they obtain illicit material on you, and then they use it against you. And it's a very complex subject because it isn't always about just getting money from you. Sometimes it's about getting you to meet up with them. Sometimes it's most of the time it's about getting even more material from you. And their motives can be manyfold, manyfold. A lot of times child pornographers will use this as a way of gaining material. There's a direct nexus between sextortion and child pornography. Because, as we've talked about in other uh, archive shows, I think it was only a couple of weeks ago we talked about child pornography, you will see in the dark web, especially, they are forming large-scale child pornography rings. And when they do this, they need material. The last ring that was discovered had literally 215,000 users in it. Do you know how much material it takes to keep 215,000 users happy? It takes a lot of material. And so they will get that by sextortion. Sometimes people want to just get even on a relationship. Uh, Sometimes they want to just have power and control over you. So there are a lot of different ways to be able to use this. And so we really want to take a look at several uh, cases today and so that you can understand it. But I would be absolutely remiss to talk about sextortion if I did not talk about uh, sex, the the concept of sexting. So let me tell you the most famous case that's come out this week because it got everyone's attention. It's our old buddy, Anthony Weiner. He's the disgraced former congressman that has been, uh, I mean, this guy is just serial, just serial, you know, in what he's doing. Uh, just a pathetic human being. I have absolutely no no way to describe this man. He has been caught over and over and over sexting, and he really should at some point figure out 
that he needs help. You see, a lot of this takes place because people are addicted to sex. And yes, you can get addicted to sex just like you get addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything else. And this man needs help. And people who are involved in this need help. It's never going to get any better. Well, this week it came out that he was sexting with a 15-year-old high school girl, and he had done this for months and months and months, and he had written lewd messages to her. And so, of course, I started looking at all of this because this is not sextortion. This is sexting that is just really sickening, quite frankly. But as I delved into the case, it was really a fascinating thing as I looked at it because There are no innocent parties here. And this is one of the challenges of law enforcement dealing with sextortion. Because in some of these cases, the victim is absolutely innocent and they're just being preyed upon. But in many of these cases, the victim actually reaches out and and begins to get themselves involved in it. And so that is the case in the case with Anthony Weiner. Now, I'm reading from uh, a couple of articles today. One of them came from the Daily Mail. And this is uh, kind of some interesting information. I'm also uh, kind of quoting from a website called heavy.com. I'm not familiar with them, but they did a good job of analyzing the sequence of this particular relationship. This all started because a girl reached out to a Twitter name called Carlos Danger. Now, I want to point that out. This girl, who's 15, it wasn't like she was just playing online and Anthony Weiner found her. No, she went on Twitter and liked the name Carlos Danger and decided to reach out. Now, it doesn't make it clear whether he kn- she knew at that time exactly who she was talking to, but perhaps she did because later on she says that she was doing this because she wanted to interview him for, I can't think of what it was, uh, maybe a book or something that she was creating. So she reaches out to him, and in the beginning of the conversation, there's a lot of flirting going on. Now, this is digital flirting, and Wiener says, well, she's kind of, sort of gorgeous, and he agrees to her suggestion that they meet on Skype, according to some of the screenshots that they sent. So this is kind of an interesting thing because they're going back and forth. This tells me one of the first things that happens here is he wants her to go to an app that's called Confide. Now, I looked this up. I was uh, unfamiliar with this app. There are many technologies that are advancing these days that I'm not familiar with. And I looked up Confide. And before we're through, we'll get back to that app. And uh, Susie's going to post about that app at Me and Kids on Facebook. And so... What has happened here is that they're now talking and what they think is confidential. They're able to remove a lot of the photographs, the documents that are being sent back and forth. So this tells me that neither one of these people are really new to this. They know exactly what they're getting into. And the relationship turns quite sexual. Well, this is taking a lot more time than I thought it would, and we are up against a hard break. So if you'll stay with me, we're going to come back and we're going to analyze this case some more. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Okay, well, welcome back. We appreciate you staying with us. We are talking about sextortion and sexting this morning. You can call into this show and give us your thoughts and your comments at 1-866-472-5788 or follow us at Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids on Facebook, and let us know what you think. We are talking about the case of Anthony Weiner and a 15-year-old girl that he was sexting. The reason I want to do this is because I want you to understand understand the personal dynamics going on here. Now, this is sexting, not sextortion, and we're going to get deep into sextortion. Susie Carpenter's on the line with us, and her and I were talking at break here that uh, we just have so much material. There's no way we're going to get to all this today, so I'm going to cover what I can, and then join us again next week. And uh, if you want to share this show, you can go on to the archive version at exploitedcrimes.com and share it with other people. So we're talking about Anthony Weiner, and it was a fascinating thing. I'm reading from the Daily Mail here, and um, this, this was being done with an app called Confide, C-O-N-F-I-D-E. And Susie's going to post that on our Million Kids Facebook page today because this was my first encounter of the, of the Confide app. It is an app that hides documents, it hides photos, it hides text, and uh, and it keeps other people from seeing them. It even avoids and keeps it from being uh, used as a snapshot. Uh, yeah, snapshot, I can't say it. Snap. 
help me out, Susie. Snapshot. <laughs> okay, anyway. But it's a fascinating thing because this told me that if they know confide, they're not new to what is going on here. So this girl actually reached out to him and she solicited him on Twitter, and then they began to meet up on other apps. Now, parents and teachers and pastors and, and first responders, I want you to take note of that. That is absolutely the number one MO. They meet on instant messaging. They meet on Twitter. They meet on Skype. They meet on some app on here. And then what they do is they almost always move across to other Uh, venues, other apps, so that they can't be tracked. They know what they're doing is illegal. So in this case, what is happening is they they began to reach out on Skype, and they actually formed a relationship. Now, this tells me she's actually trying to seduce him or at least have a relationship with him. At one point, uh, he says, why did I, uh, she says to him, why did I message you? She wrote an email to him. Because I was studying you for a book. You're my Hannibal Lecter. Well, it's interesting because they began talking in January, and it was at that time that she that Wiener had already been exposed as being a serial sexter. So she's not new to what's going on here. And by the way, he doesn't stop, does he? He keeps going. So she's, she begins to talk with him back and forth. And he asks her to dress up in school uniforms and that kind of thing. And quite frankly, the dialogue gets very, very intimate, very uh, illicit, let's put that way. Uh, Some of the things that are printed that they were saying back and forth was really, really kind of scary. At one point, he even began to ask her to create rape scenes with him. Now, she said she felt a little uncomfortable with that. Hello, (laughs) you're 15, you're Skyping, he wants you to dress up in a little outfit, and now he wants rape scenes, and this is a public figure that you're seeing out there, and you're finding that this is going on with other people. She said, she asked him if there were other girls or women, and they finally agreed that she understood that he was seeing other women. At one point in the text exchange, he asks her what high school she goes to, and the girl makes a joke out of it. So nobody's kidding anybody here. Everybody knows what's going on. At one point, she begins to feel guilty, and she starts to tell her father. And as she begins to tell her father, of course, surely he must be upset by that. She said, I was scared, and I felt bad for him. I felt a little guilty, and I wrote my dad a letter telling him. She and Wiener still talked about that, and Wiener pressured her to lie to her dad and her teacher by saying the relationship was not romantic in nature. Well, she agreed to this, but instead she sent emails to fake accounts and forwarded them to Wiener so it appeared that she had talked to her father. So, I mean, there's a lot of deception going on here on both sides. Now, let me make something really clear to my listeners. I am in no way in, in heck Okay, (laughs) defending Anthony Weiner. There is no way I'm doing that. But I do want to point out here that there is aggressive behavior taking place on the behalf of this young lady. And she knows what she's getting into. And she's even being deceptive about who she told. At one point, she finally did tell her father and they eventually then, uh, you know, reported it. 
And I really want to talk about reporting this as we begin to exploit this because very few people report. Only one out of five cases that we believe are actually being reported. When they asked the father what was going to happen, he was furious to hear about this. And he said if he ever met Wiener, he would probably, the father, would probably go to jail for what he'd do to Wiener. But here's what I think so much is missing on this. Who needs counseling here? Okay, Wiener needs counseling. Wiener needs to be locked up and throw away the key. There's, I mean, anybody who knows me knows where I'm coming from on that deal. But think about this girl. She reached out. She saw him on TV. She saw him on Skype. She played this game. She, she let him know she was a minor. She continued to lead him on. And the father is blaming only Wiener. I'm saying a lot of people here need counseling. We need to begin to talk to our kids because this sextortion thing often starts as flirting, as digital flirting, virtual flirting. They reach out, and we need to think about this. Now, I want you to uh, parents out there to take a look at this this app called Confide. That is something good that's come out of this, and Susie will create on our on our webpage about that, so that you can begin to follow through. But one of the things that's happening here is the sextortion is affecting our young people. And it's an interesting phenomenon that's going on. I can't wait for the Brookings Institute report to come out. But in some of the highlights of it that I've already read, they're claiming that 70% of sextortion victims are minors. Children, and I'm talking about anyone under 18, we have a tendency to use the word children. We think six, seven, eight years old. And yes, if you give them access, they can get involved in this. But where this is really, really happening is kids who are going through puberty, and we arm them with devices to reach out to the entire world. And our our world has changed. Kids are particularly vulnerable because they get lured in by someone who's interested in them. And they get threatened by social repercussions or the embarrassment of being exposed online. The Department of Justice in 2000, April 2016, just declared in a new report that sextortion is the most significantly growing threat to children. So why is this taking place? Well, those of you who have followed us or have read my book, Seduced, and by the way, my book, Seduced, is uh, offered for sale at meandkids.org. And I would highly encourage you to read this book. I know that, you know, I'm self-serving. I wrote the book and I want to sell it. And yes, the proceeds of the book are used to support the work of me and kids. But I want you to read this book because this is a complex subject and a unique phenomena that is taking place around the world. You see, it's based on fantasy relationships. And we're going to get into that more in the next section. Think about the Internet. It's a fascinating thing. For the first time in history, our entire world is being connected. By 2020, our entire world will be connected. That means our kids, your kids, and kids in third world countries will be able to access literally billions and billions of people. More important, that means that billions and billions of people can access our kids. So we have a problem of how do I keep a predator from accessing my child? And then how do I keep my child from accessing 
total strangers. And the reason I say that is that there's culpability on both parts. This is a huge opportunity for this generation. It's the first generation of kids able to reach out to the entire world. And by the way, you parents, you teachers, you grandparents, you law enforcement, you are the leadership that is starting to prepare this group of young people to reach out to the entire world. And there's no manuals on this. We are obviously learning by trial and error. And each of these cases, which we're going to review with you here, are based on trial and error, and especially when the error goes wrong. Because it's based on fantasy. Kids reach out there, and they don't have ability to realize what is happening to them. They reach out and start talking to a total stranger because it feels good. Some of you have heard me quote a survey that I did at a high school based on KIK, K-I-K. It is an app where you can talk to total strangers, and that's what kids love about it. 80% of the kids in that high school had had were on kick and 80% had received a message from a stranger. Now let me stop a minute. Did you hear what I just said? 80% of the kids in one high school were on it and 80% had been contacted by a stranger. 50% of those kids responded to that stranger. You talk about opening the door. You know, think about All the predators in the world, of which there are over a million, your child now has the ability to open the door and let them into your home, into your child's own bedroom, into their back pocket at any given time. So how do we prepare our young people for this? Because predators use fantasy to groom our kids. They literally will tell your child everything they want to hear and build trust in a way that you never saw possible. And the next thing you know, the very child that you think would never, ever send out a naked photo is our next victim. So how do we address this? That's why I wrote the book, Seduced. I want to get your attention, especially if you're a mom or an educator, a counselor, a teacher. We need to understand how easily our kids are groomed. The book is called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers, and we'll be talking more about it. So stay with us. At the end of this break, we are going to come back, and Susie's going to tell you a case of how this went wrong. So stay right with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, 
chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, thanks for staying with us. Susie Carpenter and myself are here, and we're talking about sextortion. That's basically blackmail with a photo, and we we have just way too much material for you guys. <laughs> I got up at 4 a.m. I am so excited about this because this is just a huge, huge subject, and I hope that you will archive it and share it with others. Uh, you can do that. By the way, you can archive this show by contacting us at exploitedcrimes.com or at opal at me and kids. Dot org and ask for an embed code. So all of this is based on fantasy relationships, reaching out to total strangers, but some of it is based on malware and technology, which we're going to cover next week. But a lot of it is because of this unique phenomena of being able to reach out to total strangers. And that seems really, really exciting, except so many of our young people are, they don't have good cognitive reasoning and they don't have the ability to realize where this is headed. So what I want to do is Susie's going to give you an example of a case of how all this took place and where this goes wrong. Yeah, this uh, this story, we've been following this for a while, and they finally uh, had their first sentencing. Uh, this is from a news release from the Department of Justice on Wednesday, September 14, 2016. And the heading is, a Nebraska man sentenced to 35 years in prison for being part of a child exploitation enterprise. Um, What I want to say here is, we've been talking about how how the kids, you know, are being manipulated. In this case, I want to point out how sophisticated this organization was and what our kids are up against. So I'm going to read from the article. Bear with me. This is going to lay it out for you a little bit. Uh, Brandon L. Hennerberg, age 31, was sentenced by U.S. District Court Judge Richard G. Kopp in Lincoln, Nebraska. He was originally charged, along with five co-defendants, 
in the Eastern District of Michigan in a 28-count indictment with the crimes of child exploitation enterprise, numerous counts of conspiracy to produce child pornography, conspiracy to receive and access with intent to view child pornography, and aiding and abetting online enticement. Hennerberg pleaded guilty to one count of child exploitation enterprise, carrying a 20-year mandatory minimum sentence on June 21, 2016. The investigation determined that from at least January of 2014 to February of 2016, Hennerberg was a member of a group of individuals that worked together online to entice minor females to produce child pornography. The group members created fraudulent social media accounts posing as teenagers. Using the assumed identities, group members searched social media websites and engaged minor females specifically targeting 10 to 14-year-old girls in conversation using Internet chat and video applications. The group members worked together for hours and sometimes even days to deceive their victims and convince them to undress and engage in sexually explicit activities live on web camera, which the group members recorded. The group members used an elaborate scheme to entice, coerce, and deceive their victims. Each group member had at least one role, although at times a group member would play more than one role or switch from one role to another. They were either the hunters who visited social media websites commonly used by minors to locate minors and bring them back to the other group members. And then you have the talkers, and their primary uh, responsibility was converse with the minors. They asked the minors to do dares which escalated into sexual activity. If a victim was suspicious of the group members or reluctant to engage in sexual activity, then the loopers would then play a previously recorded video of a minor engaged in sexual activity, pretending to be that minor in order to convince the victim to engage in the same type of activity. Meanwhile, watchers in the group we're in charge of ensuring that no suspected law enforcement members or unwanted persons were present. The group victimized at least 100 minor girls, most of wow. whom have yet to be identified. This is what's fascinating to me about this case. Um, I wasn't able to find enough information yet about where all of these men were from, but these were six men working like a predatorial pack of wolves singling out girls 10 to 14 years old. What are our children up against when, when they're faced with six men and, and this child thinks she's speaking to one teenager, but she's being manipulated by men? Uh, now, I know that at least Brandon L. Handenberg, the one who was sentenced to 35 years, was from Lincoln, Nebraska. Two others pled guilty in June and July. Uh, Virgil Napier, Jr., he was from Waterford, Michigan. John Garrison, I don't know where he's from yet. I'm still waiting on information. And then you have three others in various stages of proceedings. Justin Fuller is from Modesto, California. He was a talker. He's one of the ones that actually talked to the girls and got them to perform on web camera. And then you have Thomas Dougherty and Dantley Nykart. Where did these six men meet? How did they come together to collaborate and, and create this enterprise? 
Wow, this this fascinating to me. Oh, this is an amazing case. Now, parents especially and law enforcement, I I really hope that you listen up to this particular case. Um, If it isn't posted on our Million Kids um, uh, website, it will be, or Facebook. I don't know if it is yet or not. But this is an amazing thing to look at because this is a whole... Basically, it's a child pornography ring is what you're talking about, who is using sextortion to gather information. Now, here's what it tells me because I work in the business. Number one, they're not just keeping these photographs to themselves. I mean, why would you put in this kind of time and effort just to be able to get some pictures of young girls and do it day in and day out? They are collecting these photographs. I'm making this up. I don't have any proof of this. That I've been in this business a long time. I know how this works. And oh, these no. guys one are... Of the, one of the guys, uh, Virgil Napier, um, he was, let's see, on another article I read, uh, a criminal complaint uh, said he admitted to collecting child pornography and viewing it on a daily basis. Yeah, he probably is distributing that. And see what is happening, if you've followed our other shows, what is happening is they're forming large-scale child porn rings. The fact that these people are in different cities tells me they probably came together in the dark web on a child porn ring and found that they had a common fetish and decided to form this ring. And you'll often see that. That's really important for law enforcement that's taking a look at this. And and by the way, that is one of the challenges of going against this, is that they're often outside of one law enforcement jurisdiction. So if you're law enforcement and you get a case of a child that's been violated like this, you need to remember that it's very possible that it's part of a ring and needs to be reported federally so that they can begin to look at it because oftentimes, well, most of the time, these people have multiple victims and even multiple aliases. But this is one of the first formal rings that I've seen. And and, uh, Susie, I congratulate you for finding this particular one because it's important for us to dissect this and understand what is going on here. Not only these children and 10 to 14-year-old girls, let's back up with that. A 10-year-old that has free access to the internet, talking to people like this, uh, Mm -hmm. assuming other identities. I mean, somewhere... If we're starting to hand a 10-year-old unsupervised access to the Internet, number one, you just better count on the fact that's going to go wrong. I can guarantee you, I work in this business, I know it. Number two is the fact that these people were so organized and they had very specific assignments and very specific roles tells me that they are taking these photographs and putting them on a large-scale child porn ring. Now, they don't do that for free. They trade them for other photographs or they trade them for money, for cyber currency, which means parents, if your child is one of these, and they, and these are what, they have a hundred victims that they've located, but if you have this many perpetrators, I can guarantee you, each of these perpetrators have multiple, multiple victims. Many of these pornographers have large-scale libraries. They just recently, as you heard in a previous show, they recently found a child porn ring that had 30 million images of naked and violated children. That means your child's photograph is going to go out to millions of pedophiles who are going to pleasure themselves over looking at your child. So what do you do about this? How do you approach this? 
Well, there's this is a very complex subject. Some of it is psychological, some of it's legal, and we need to take a look at it, and we will in the next section. But what is fascinating to me, as Susie points out, is how organized they are. They're changing roles. Some of them are are uh, creating the dares. Some of them are enticing them. Some of them are collecting them. Some of them are the loopers who go in in previous recorded video. By the way, that caught my attention, Susie, when I saw that, because more and more what you're seeing is that they're using videos of children having sex with other children. Yes. Now, I want to talk, you know, from a victim services point of view, how does that impact a child psychologically? They're not only, you know, in being sexually violated, they're engaging in sexual violation of other children, and then it is being used against them in a blackmail way. So then how do you break that loop and get that child some help? How do you deal with the psychological damage of a child that is being forced or manipulated into having sex with another child and doing it? And this is not the first case I've seen of that. We are seeing, and they will use pictures of other children. This tells me that once your child's photograph is out there, it is over. There is no end to the way that it can be used for psychological manipulation. There is no way to ever get it back. It is out there for good forever in a way that can't ever be controlled. And your child, number one, we need to make this a legal case, but number two, your child is going to need counseling. They need counseling about their own personal responsibility and the reaching out and to be able to deal with the shame and the embarrassment of what is going on here. This is a very complex issue, and it's a very deep-seated problem psychologically, and we must approach it that way. So we're against the break. We're going to go away, and we'll come right back, and we're going to tell you what you can do about it if your child's involved in this. Stay with us. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. Susie Carpenter and myself are reviewing a case. The headline of this case is Nebraska man sentenced to 35 years in prison for being part of a child exploitation enterprise. This was, in fact, an enterprise. This is not one person. Now, we're I've already made up my mind. I'm going to be talking about this again next week because there's just too much material here that parents and law enforcement and teachers need to hear because sextortion takes place in many, many different ways. Now, Susie started this out with this particular case of a ring, a, a literally a sextortion ring. Now, a lot of times it's an old boyfriend that's doing this or a new acquaintance that's doing it. A lot of times it's done through malware and hacking. And so it's a very complex subject. But in this case, this was an organized ring. Now, Susie said she's going to post this link at exploitedcrimes.com. And you can go there under the training part of it and and see that. But Susie was just telling me that uh, they actually formed a chat room. Is Is that what you were saying, Susie? Yeah, um, from part of the indictment, and this is the indictment of uh, Justin Fuller from Modesto, California. Um, his his charges and uh, his uh, case is still pending in court, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the indictment, it says they, meaning um, the the hunters, which apparently Justin Fuller was one of the hunters. The hunters visit social media websites commonly used by their minor victims to interact with the minors. It says they are in charge of convincing them to log into website A. So the hunter provides the girls with a link to a specific chat room that they or another group member creates on website A. Once the minors log on to website A, the talkers take over the primary job of conversing with them. They ask the minors to do dares which escalate into sexual activity. And then again, if a minor is suspicious, then the looper plays a previously pre-recorded video of a minor actively chatting and performing sexual acts in a chat room. And then the looper pretends to be that same minor. All these guys are pretending to be one person to this girl. You know, uh, this reminds me of a case. I'll have to dig that case out for next week. Uh, Massive amounts of research around here, as you might imagine. But uh, I remember a case where it was boys that were being lured in. And by the way, this can happen to adults, men, women, girls, boys. Uh, In the recent study done, I believe it was out of New Hampshire, they determined that more girls than guys. We don't know that. I think that they're getting a lot more attention. I do think more girls are vulnerable because they flirt and uh, they talk to strangers and like that. But in this case, it was guys. What was fascinating was they actually were in a game in a chat room and they got points for various activities. And, uh, And again, they were encouraged to engage with each other. And so uh, I found that interesting that, you know, it's it's so ingrained in our kids because of gaming. 
online gaming, you have that constant score there. And that makes the kids competitive. And you're adding competitive with sexuality. And you have a score attached to it. And I found that a fascinating psychological process that's taking place with kids that will get them to do things that they never would have done. So the fact that they were meeting in a chat room is another thing that I want parents to understand. One of the first things that we know about this is that the predators often are out of state. And, and so that makes it hard legally to go against this. But I am going to encourage you as a parent to report these at every case. Now, what happens if you see and all of a sudden you look at your kids' photos or their texts? And I hope you are looking at them. You own that phone. And I am, you know, I'm not an ogre about this. But we have to, you know, this is a huge opportunity for a child. But it is a huge responsibility. And it, you are the parent you are the leader of that child, and I. how are they going to learn if you don't come alongside with them and give them some parameters? So one of the things that, that we know about this is they're often in another city, and there could be multiple people involved in this. So that makes it difficult to report because you don't. it's difficult for law enforcement because it's out of their jurisdiction. However, because this is a huge crime now, most law enforcement have a child uh, crime areas, uh, you know, uh, internet uh, crimes against children or things like that, internet safety kinds of departments. So be sure and contact your police. Now, one of the things I want to advise parents here, you go on your phone or your kid's laptop or desktop or iPad or whatever they got, whatever they have, and all of a sudden you see the picture of your naked child. And I can tell you, I can guarantee you, your gut is going to go to the, you know, upside down. You're going to be ready to vomit. You will be blown away. But I want you to hear me loud and clear, please. Do not, I know, I know it's embarrassing. I know it's painful. I know that you go into denial. Do not erase that. That is evidence. And the thing that you need to understand as a parent is your child isn't the only one. This is a worldwide epidemic going on. And there's all kinds of variations of it. By the way, don't erase it if it's yourself. Because next week, because I didn't get to it this week, next week we're going to look at some cases where adults are lured into this. And yes, you know, adults get sucked into this also. Adults are just like kids. They have fantasies and they want to be loved and they get involved in thinking they have a true relationship without thinking about what's really happening. So even if it's your naked photo, please, please don't erase it because it is evidence. And the thing you have to understand is even if it's only one perpetrator, this is not their only case. These perpetrators, as you'll see as we look at cases again next week, they keep notebooks with various names on them. You know, they'll have their their name that they're operating under. They have many, many sites that they're working with. They will almost immediately take you from one site to the other. By the way, if you think you're being sextorted or about to be tricked, one of the first things that you want to watch for is if you meet them on Twitter, hey, let's go to blah, 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 and you'll be over there. And the minute they're moving you around, that's a big red flag right there because 
That's how it works. They're never happy with just one. As we talked about, some of these child pornographers, they'll have 100,000 photographs of various people. And they're not keeping them. They trade them. They sell them. You are merchandise to them for income and for pleasuring other pedophiles. How sick is that? And we need to get your attention to understand. Don't erase it and report it. Swallow your pride, swallow your dignity. Yes, you're humiliated. Yes, you're embarrassed. Yes, you feel like a fool. You may even think of suicide. If you do, don't. Don't do suicide. Reach out. You are not the only person. There are thousands and thousands of other people that are like that, that do that. So keep the evidence, contact law enforcement in there, and, you know, Be sure to talk to your child. If your child's involved in this, immediately get them some some counseling. This is not a small and minor deal. This is a sexual encounter. This is a sexual inviolation. This is a situation where your child will experience shame that will form their sexual identity for the rest of their life. So I'm going to ask you to join with us next week as we go on with sextortion. I'm going to ask you to archive this show. Contact me at Opal at Million Kids for an embed code. Share this show with as many people as you can. And not just in the United States, by the way. This is a global problem. And I saw our stats this week. I'm very, very excited about the number of people who are watching us uh, here. So share this with your friends overseas because this is a huge global problem in Asia, in Europe. Europe on this. I'd ask you to follow us at Me and Kids on Facebook or email me at opal at meandkids.org and be sure and get involved with this. We need your help. We cannot fight this alone. This is a global travesty. This is our children at stake here. And it's literally the grooming of America's teenagers, as I talked about. But it's the grooming of the world's teenagers. And it makes them absolutely vulnerable. It can change their lives forever. You know, this thing of being able to be having technology and be connected to the whole world is a new and exciting thing. And I'm all for it. It will change and has changed our lives. But it also brings to bear a huge amount of responsibility for law enforcement and leadership to do what they can to keep our children safe. So we're going to ask you to join with us again. Please follow us again at ExploitedCrimes.com and at Million Kids on Facebook. And we will see you again next week. Thank you for joining us and be sure and share this show with everyone you can. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.